Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No. No, it's not invisible music. We are actually, yes, indeed, we are actually live. C2Cradioshow.com. Thank you for being patient. Sorry for the delays. We're back. It's myself, Stan Grubb, and my tag team partners, Brian Taylor, is here. What's up? And Rob Hefner is here. Hola, como estas? Bien. Fellas, I wish that we could start our show with positive news, and we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, but the stuff we're getting ready to dive into is important, and it's actually kind of sad. In the time that we were away for multiple reasons, um, we found out that we lost one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, one of the probably the best complete performers in wrestling for this uh, era. One of, not the best, but one of. That would be the former Ring of Honor tag team champion, former Ring of Honor six-man champion, and former Ring, former Ring of Honor world heavyweight champion. One half of the Briscoes, that would be Jay Briscoe, passing away after an unfortunate car accident and a head-on collision. The report is that a car swerved from one lane to the other, Ended up with a head-on collision. Both Jay and the driver of the opposite vehicle passed away almost instantly. Jay's daughters both uh, in the hospital at this time. We did receive a report not too long ago that both were recovering from multiple surgeries. And it is looking good as they go forward. They have a long, long road ahead of them. But uh, it is looking like um, they are are in a good position. Looks like... uh, Is that Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy Uso may have a knee injury if you're watching Raw 30. But, guys, um, I wanted to lead off tonight with uh, your thoughts, your memories, favorite matches, whatever the case may be, on Jay Briscoe. Um, Rob, why don't we start with you, buddy? I mean, just his time in Ring of Honor and the character they developed as the Briscoes, you know, like – as a guy who didn't know anything about him until I saw that moment in Ring of Honor, you're like, are these guys, these guys are like legit. Like, I would be scared to meet these people anywhere. <laughs> um, and all the way to the matches they've had with FTR over the years, you know? So, I mean, definitely a big hole meets that will probably never be filled in the hearts of the fans and thoughts and prayers are with his kids and his wife and his family as they move forward. And to correct you, Stan, it wasn't kind of sad. It was sad. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was extremely sad. And uh, it's one of those situations where I don't know that there'll ever be a, a time where you can properly give this guy his flowers, so to speak. That seems to be the going phrase. But if there ever there's going to be a time, it's, it's the only one we got. Brian, Jay Briscoe passing away. He was only 38 years old, man. That's way too early in life. What are your thoughts, 
memories, whatever the case may be. Um, I don't know. It just kind of stings. Yeah. You know, I've watched um, ROH for quite a while. Um, Even before I tried to get y'all to start watching it when Bullet Club came over. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, you know, Briscoes were 13 time. Uh, tag champs, um, pretty much every match was a classic. You know, they they didn't have bad matches. It didn't matter who they were against. Mm-hmm. Um, and they showed that last year with the trilogy of matches um, that will probably, I don't want to say never be duplicated, but it's going to be hard for two other tag teams to, come in and, and duplicate what they did mm-hmm. um, with FTR. <clears throat> um, I mean, it just literally like came out of nowhere and it actually broke, I think right before uh, last week, right before the show was supposed to start. Um, so... Yeah, we broke uh, in the middle of NXT. I mean, yeah, I mean, it like legit, I think we were about to get on like yeah. five minutes before we were about to get on. And then, you know, life happens. And mm-hmm. I'm glad we didn't because I would have I would have never been able to finish that. Um, the Briscoes are and will forever be one of my favorite tag teams. Um, seen them live. Um, you know, of course, I've watched them on ROH TV, follow them on Twitter, and you know, they're the the I don't know if you really call it what they do on Twitter and YouTube like vignettes, but um, I mean, they definitely took advantage of social media, I would say, probably bigger than almost anybody. Uh, the Young Bucks are great at social media, but the Briscoes were just as good um, at social media. Yeah. Um, and that was that was right up their alley, you know, because it allowed them to be them. And um, yeah, um, it, I, I, you know, I didn't even feel like wanting to watch wrestling last week after it happened. So it's just, it's weird. Yeah. Um, I feel sorry for his family. Um, I feel sorry for the wrestling community at large. Um, you know, you do get reports of his daughters coming out mm-hmm. on a regular basis that they're doing better. Um, but Jay will be somebody that you're not really going to understand the importance. Right. You know, you're not going to understand it for, for some time, you know, um, kind of, uh, you know, having honor club and, and going back to Oh two, I think it is memory. 
if my memory's right. Um, You're talking about Ring of Honor when they started? Yeah, well, they started uh, putting shows on TV. I think O2 is the first actual show, but you can tell they'd been doing it for some time prior to that. Yeah. Um, you know, just watching watching the evolution of the Briscoes. Um, I think Jay was, I remember right when he, his first matches, he was in like a singlet, a wrestling singlet. Mm-hmm. Um, White meat then, baby face Jay Briscoe. Never thought you'd hear the yeah. words. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, of course, Mark was, mm-hmm. you know, he was underage. Yep. Um, if I remember right. And so he couldn't wrestle. And what you could just tell, you know, the first bunch of shows as as Jay would, I don't even, I don't even remember how many shows in before he finally gets a win. But, you know, you can just see that like Mark is jealous of him because mm-hmm. you know, he's just a little bit older and he can't get in there and wrestle. And I haven't quite gotten to, um, you know, the feud. I know there's a, I know they put on a hell of a match at a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I think it is between the two of them. And I haven't, I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm trying to just go back and watch, you yeah. know, enjoy ROH from the beginning, and hopefully I can get it all in order. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's truly amazing to think that how how they both start out and how they end, you know, as, as God the cornerstone. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jay and Mark in some regards, but Jay has to be the cornerstone of ROH. Um, so it's it's just, it's going to be weird. Anytime yep. you watch an ROH show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like with, in pro wrestling, you know, we've lost a lot of greats. And there's guys that, are irreplaceable. I mean, well, everyone that's lost is irreplaceable. But my point is, some are your heroes, some are people you hated, but you love to hate them. You know what I mean? Like uh, like Rick Rude or Ted DiBiase is still alive. But you get my point. Kurt Hennig, great bad guy, great villain. But Jay Briscoe was one of those guys that, I mean, you you described his early career perfectly. I mean, he, he in a singlet, <laughs> he's clean cut. He just wants to be there. He's like one of the young boys from New Japan. And the next thing you know, you get this guy who this this roughneck basically is how he describes himself, roughneck redneck, and he and his brother commence to having one of the most crazy but exciting tag team careers of all time. He ends up transitioning into a, a, a phenomenal singles performer, having classes with Kevin Steen, having classes with Adam Cole, Samoa Joe. I mean, he even went toe to toe with Nigel McGuinness. Jerry Lynn, Roderick Strong. I mean, these are guys that he interacted with early, early in his career, and then continued to move forward. It, it, it's one of those things that you don't get a lot of exposure to that kind of a talent. What is it that MJF, MJF calls himself a, a generational talent? Mm-hmm. The Briscoes are definitely going to go down in history as a generational team. Yeah. I don't know what you guys would consider your your Mount Rushmore of tag teams or your top three, top five, whatever you'd want to do, but 
the moment aside, because damn, it is it is hard to fathom Ring of Honor without the Briscoes in it. But would you say that the Briscoes are in that top three category, that that Mount Rushmore, so to speak, of tag teams? Um, I mean, I don't think you can put them. I don't know if you can put them top three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can clearly make a case for top ten. Okay. I mean, if you're talking, you know, like tag teams of all time, um, and again, this is no slight, but I mean, you have to you just just over here. You know, you have the Rock and Roll Express, you have the Dudleys, you have uh, the Road Warriors. Midnight Express. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, w- I mean, I would clearly put them over the Midnight Express, but, I mean, there's so many American tag teams that, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they might, they might would climb higher than 10, but. Um, they're definitely, I would say, top ten of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty wild to me to to look at, you know, all of the different teams in in the world of of pro wrestling, and not at least put him in, put them in, excuse me, put them in, yeah. you know, that big ranking. Um, I understand a lot of people saying that they're like the the best of all time, but I think that's the sentiment. I think that's people feeling it because of the loss of Jay Briscoe, and I respect the hell out of that, but, you know, top ten, I absolutely agree with you. I don't know that I'd – I am in agreement with you, and I've heard so many people say that they would go in the top three, and I'm like, "Ah, look, I love them and all, but I don't think I could have did that. Yeah, and it's not – like it's not the amount of titles – um, they clearly had longevity together. Um, they clearly were great together. But, I, I, you know, honestly, it's I, – I don't, I don't see a top three, personally. Do I see top ten for sure? Yeah. Um, I, I would mean, say top tag team of Ring of Honor history, period. Oh yeah, they're they're uh, again. He's he's a cornerstone. Um, you you may not have Ring of Honor without Jay. Um, but uh, I mean, I mean, you have the Young Bucks, you have FTR. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many great tag teams throughout the years, and you know the Hardys get thrown in the mix. That's why I think with tag teams, you'd have to break it down. With anything, you have to break it down by era. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> yeah. Could, could the Dudleys transcend that? Could they move into that top three kind of thing because of what they've done in each company they've been with? I, uh, I mean, I would put Dudleys top three. Yeah. Uh, already, um, I think of, of course, to me, the Road Warriors are number one. Yeah. Um, just because what they did in that era, um, I think the Dudleys are two or three. The third one is kind of, uh, could go any, any number of directions. 
Um, but, you know, it, it's kind of, again, it's the argument you have at basketball. Right, better, better Jordan. Yep, yep, yeah. I'm with you. Still going to be Jordan for me, but okay. Well, yeah, but you know how it is? So, like, each everybody's almost going to have their own thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, who's the greatest of all time? You say Michael Jordan. Rob, if he watched basketball, might say LeBron. Right. You know, I, I may say... Uh, you know, Larry Bird, and then, oh, well, yeah, but uh, don't forget about Magic. Don't forget about Will Chamberlain. Know, Carl Will Chamberlain, yeah. Yep, I mean, Carl and, Dr. J. Yeah, uh, Pete Maravich, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right. there's just so many you can throw in there, and none of us are wrong, right? right? So, you know, if the Briscoes make my top 10 but may not make my top three, there's nothing wrong with that. And if they make your top three, you know, great. Keep them in that regard. But at the end of the day, I don't think a ranking one way or the other would is going to hurt what, what what they meant. Mm-hmm. The only thing that really disappoints me more than anything is is that on a national audience, right? Now, I think it's safe to say that ROA just was still kind of like a, a niche promotion. You know, they, they, at one time were on the, on the upswing uptick, but eventually it flatlines. And the next thing you know, they're just, they're playing sport, you know, like sport complexes. Mm-hmm. Right. And even their pay-per-views weren't audience size or not audience, but arena size weren't that big. And, you know, where they had a lot of potential at first, but is they never got they never got the attention by being on a national level. Mm-hmm. Now, I also think they, you know, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, now they got plenty of international by, by the ROH in New Japan. But, I mean, literally, I can tell you by, by just reading tweets, or not tweets, but reading comments that I've read, that there is a large portion of the American wrestling audience that had no clue who they were. And that's not to say they didn't know the name. That's to say they had no clue. You know, they they wouldn't even be able to tell you that they've even watched them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know who the Briscoes are. All right, well, name me a match. Uh, well, um, um um oh look at the bird in the tree <laughs> right <laughs> right you know what i'm saying yeah you got me on that one that was yeah. pretty good <laughs> i'm like what where <laughs> you see a bird yeah. start squirrel yeah uh, and but and that's that's the american wrestling audience they're you know they're so i don't know what to call them there i don't want to call them toxic but there's a large majority of toxic fans out there. There is an know? enormity of tribalism in professional wrestling now. It's not well, just fans, I, unfortunately. Yeah. And I see, I don't think it's just, I don't, I think it's the toxicity, right? I mean, because it really kind of hurt me last week when I was reading it and they were jumping on Tony Khan about not doing better. Right. 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 Well, it's not Tony Khan's decision. It apparently is Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm sure he would have had to run through Warner Brothers if he was going to do something, dedicate a show to Jay. I'd read and I'm sure where they, they told no. him no. Yeah, I'm sure they told him no. And, I mean, they just literally tore into Tony Khan, who has gone out of his way to show the wrestling world that he is, you know, a very compassionate individual. I mean, look what he did for Brody Lee. You know, look at some of the stuff he's done for other people. And it's and still doing for Brody's family, by the way. Yeah, and and he's going to keep doing for Jay's family, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they literally are just ripping you know, AEW apart for, oh, well, they just, they just put up the, the, the picture at the beginning. They didn't do anything to, you know, commemorate his memory. And there was no 10 bell salute and none of this other stuff. You know, you, you can't get it through their heads. Well, Jay didn't wrestle for AEW. Right. He wrestled for ROH. It's no different than what WWE did on NXT. They didn't give him a 10 bell salute. They didn't put up a graphic. They said he passed away. They broke the story. Right. Um, you know, pretty, pretty, you know. Tony Khan is the one that that broke it. Tony Khan yeah. goes on Twitter and says, we've received tragic news about Jay Briscoe. I mean, that well, is. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about like, like, because I think NXT is thrown in there along the same way. So somebody's reading somebody's tweets. Right. You know what I'm saying? But on, you know. If you don't have Tony Khan or AEW on your on your your Facebook page or Twitter account, WWE breaks the story. Right. Right? And they don't do nothing. They mention it and they keep moving forward. Right. Why? Because he didn't wrestle for them. He has no ties to them. It's just like AEW. He 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 didn't wrestle for AEW. Mm-hmm. I will say this, tip of the cap to WWE for not just on NXT, but also on SmackDown, and we have yet to see if they've done it here on Raw, but literally they've taken a moment to recognize and and pay their respects to Jay Briscoe, which I think is a a huge nod of respect, but at the same time, that's completely a Triple H move. And he's allowed the wrestlers to wear the bands, because notice when Kevin Owens attacked last week, he had a Jay band on. Yep. And update on Raw, okay. L.A. Knight comes out and talks his smack about whatever. Um, and he calls out Bray Wyatt. Then nobody comes out. And he calls out anybody in the back. And nobody comes out. And then the Undertaker comes. Then you hear the dong. And so then the Undertaker comes out as American Badass. <laughs> That's on his cool. Harley. On the <laughs> Harley. Comes out. And... And then, you know, L.A. Knight goes back to the back, and he's like, nope, nope, not doing it. And as he backs up, the lights go out, and there's Bray Wyatt with the lantern. So he goes back in the ring. He gets basically, like, dropped by The Undertaker. And The Undertaker and Bray Wyatt have a moment. And then they go to the back, and then they pan where there's everybody's playing poker. Um, in the back, and there's a table with Baron Corbin, Alpha Academy, Diamond Dallas Page, and Alunda Blaze. Oh, nice. Um, where she has the WWF woman's title that she dropped in the trash on the table. Um, 
And then, of course, DDP wins and does his bang. And then now we're at the steel cage match between Becky and um, Bailey. Wow. That means they're doing the uh, trial of Sami Zayn in the main event segment. No, they've already done this trial of Sami Zayn. That was first. Wait, what? Yeah, trial of Sami Zayn was first. Um, Paul Heyman did this whole thing, showed a video saying he did his little speech, and then <coughs> um, Sami Zayn said, well, I don't have any defense. I'm done. I don't have a defense. Wow. So then um, Roman basically tells his enforcer dude, all right, take care of him. I'm done with him. And then Jay comes to his defense, Sammy's defense, and shows a whole other video vignette of how Sammy's defended the bloodline and helped the bloodline. So... Roman says, you know what? I find you not guilty. And after tonight, I don't want to see you till Sunday where I will test your loyalty for the final time. Or your final wow. task or whatever. Okay. So that was first. That was like right off the bat. Damn. Well, honestly, I guess I'm glad they led with that then because that is really... <laughs> okay. Well, you got to think. We haven't seen... They've got to do a DX thing, then they're gonna have then they're gonna have to do a Ric Flair thing, and then at some point Hogan's got to come out. So you got all these veterans that have still got to do their shtick. Yeah. You know, I mean, they had the Godfather guarding the door of the poker room, <laughs> and when they knocked on the door to get the AP8 out there, they knocked on that you know that fake door. Mm-hmm. Well, they couldn't bring both AP8 out because the other guy's standing there with Baron Corbin, so then. Ron Simmons comes out, what you want? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, back to your regular schedule. Wow. Well, I mean, uh, it is their Raw 30. It's their 30th anniversary. Um, you knew they were going to bring out the legends. Our, our buddy Shane, not too pleased, <laughs> says F the Fed. It looks like a MAGA convention. He's clearly not not having the Monday Night Raw festivities tonight. Brian, do you have Raw on on your end? Uh, is it Rumble? Did I no. miss the Rumble? Rumble is no. on Saturday. Then no. Then no. Okay, I've got it on here, but Rob had it had had the uh, full fledged thing. I just had a little video feed of it. I don't hear any of it, so I missed the whole American Badass thing. That sucked. That's kind of cool. I kind of dig that. So we were talking about tag teams, talking about where we would place different ones, talking about how it's an argument of, well, you kind of have to categorize them in eras. And I kind of agree with that. I mean, when you look at it, the Road Warriors, for a lot of people, is number one. And I definitely get it. It makes perfect sense. They are the standard bearer. They set the bar. Everybody else is just trying to catch up to it. Well, I think the Road Warriors showed, like, something different. And that's why they weren't in the same place very long. You know what I mean? Right. Because they had a different style than anybody else. They didn't have an everyday, oh, let me, I'm going to defend your title for weeks at a time. I'm going to come in your town. I'm going to run your town for a few months. I'm going to kick ass and I got to leave because that's their style, you know? You know, your Heart Foundation had your 
hey, I'm just going to come and I'm going to hold your belt and that's all you're going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. But I agree. LOD for the win. <laughs> and then maybe maybe your number two is going to vary. I, I heard Midnight Express. I heard Rock and Roll Express. I heard, uh, what else did I hear? Heart Foundation. You just mentioned them. You know, there's so many different ones. Stan's you... is new breed. That's Techno Team 2000, baby, right there. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Eric Watson, I don't know who his partner was. <laughs> Travis and Trevor, wasn't that their name or some stupid-ass thing? Mine be the Rockers all day long. Number one, baby. Woo! And your favorite wrestler, Shawn Michaels. That's right. Yeah, there you go. See? See? There's a plan to everything. Everybody's got a price. I think when people get into, and Brian had mentioned kind of the, the toxicity of, of fans nowadays, when you look at what people are saying, they just don't realize that either they don't realize or they don't care of how much they just don't know. You know, for one, when you look at it, they, they have no concept of what it means to be on television nowadays. Our buddy Sonny constantly talks about you know, growth and audience this and audience that. But at the end of the day, Warner Discovery is the people that hold the TV deal. If they had a concern about 960,000 to a million viewers every week, they'd have told Tony Khan by now we would have never seen, what are we now, on the eighth version of Battle of the Belts? We would never have that because they wouldn't give them more TV time. They'd give them less. I digress. Nielsen ratings apparently still hold a whole lot of weight in everybody's hearts because in 1998, by God, that's what means success for a wrestling company here now, close to 30 years later, 25 years later. It's just, it's embarrassing. And then you see them get mad, like Brian mentioned. They got mad at Tony Khan because Tony didn't do enough for Jay Briscoe. He's supporting the family. Yeah, he's going to end up paying those medical bills. I bet you I bet you he will do like he did for negative one and put them on a damn contract and give them money every month. Because that's just the guy he is. Like He's a human being who sees a member of the wrestling community, not to mention somebody that worked under his purview at Ring of Honor in the short time that he's owned it. And he says, hey, you know what? This is a, a horrible tragedy. Let me take this step. Let me help out. But there are fans out there that that will sit there and, till their dying day, they'll say Tony Khan's a money mark. Tony Khan's just playing with simulators and and goofing off and doing it at his behest. Well, hey, you know what? When uh, when you have billions of dollars to your credit, you can go ahead and run your wrestling promotion however you see fit. But right now, it's Tony Khan's ball game. So, watch it. Don't watch it. But whatever you do, put your keyboard away because you ain't got a damn clue about what makes pro wrestling nowadays. And that goes um, right up there for people like Eric Bischoff and like. I mean, my, my argument with the whole money mark for the situation, right, is every situation we've seen where there's been a money person involved, right? Right. Money mark with their thing, right? What usually happens? They get themselves involved in storylines. Right. They put the belt on themselves. They come out and they run the show. Has Tony come out? Yes, he's come out and he's greeted the fans. And yes, is he in charge in the back? It's his company. You can be in charge. Um, but he hasn't, he hasn't put himself in the storylines. He hasn't made himself the champion. 
he hasn't handpicked different things. Like, is he is he a money mark? Well, you know what? If I had as much money as him and wanted to start a wrestling company, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But he has given something to people that have needed it. He's given wrestling fans an option besides watching what we've been shut, what's been shoved down our throats <clears throat> the last twenty years. Right. You know, like he's given people something and the people that have the biggest problem with it are the ones who are being shown the gaping holes and the problem with the booking of the one that we, you know, that everybody's like, Oh my God. Right. Because he's taken the same stars that the other people have had and didn't use. And he's brought him down and he's put on main event matches time and time again because of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is there to complain about? Sit back, watch wrestling, and shut up. Or don't watch it. I don't care. Maybe they can watch Barmageddon and get some enjoyment out of that. I think Nikki Bella's on there. Maybe they'll feel better after watching that. Wrestling fans are something, man. And there, there, there's people still doing it now. Even after all this news came out, I mean, after all this discussion has happened where people are seeing that Tony Khan is, like you said, taking care of the family and doing all these things, people are still out there just like, I didn't do enough. For the record, AEW and uh, Tony Khan did put together a entire Jay Briscoe tribute show which will be made available on the Honor Club as well as YouTube for free um, as soon as they finish filming it because they were filming more this week. But, you know, hey, all proceeds around from their merchandise for specifically for a Jay Briscoe t-shirt on PWTs right now also going to the family. Uh, $203,000 raised throughout the wrestling community uh, to go to the family to help cover medical costs and uh, – <coughs> expenses relating to the funeral. Um, by the way, about uh, 30% of that, from people that Jay Briscoe worked with and people that knew of him, like Chris Jericho, who did 15000 the Bucks, 20000 between the two of them, Kevin Steen, 5000 Adam Cole, 3000 And that's not naming all of them. There's tons, tons of people that have donated money, in addition to what Tony Khan has already said he'd do. Well, and people look at the amount of money. People are like, oh, well, so-and-so, so-and-so only gave 5000 So-and-so only gave $3,000. Um, well, one, you don't know what their financial situation is. Right. Not every wrestler has hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting around. And the fact that, what'd you get? <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, like, very good point. You know, like, oh, my God. Kevin Steen only gave five grand. Okay. That's five grand more than I gave. Well, that's what that's what Kevin Steen was signed on for, and the Steen family was signed on for. As far as like, if you look through the donations, the top donations, there are countless anonymous donations that range anywhere from three hundred to I think I saw one for ten thousand. That was anonymously done. And you so can't tell me no the idea. families, right? And you can't tell me the families that know him, right? You know how many people are going to reach out privately? Mm-hmm. Be like, hey. You know what? I'll give you this. I'll help you with this. You know? 
Jay Briscoe wasn't just wasn't just a pro wrestler though. I mean, he was a dad. He was a man of the community. He was widely regarded, regarded, highly regarded in his community, and a lot of people knew of him <clears throat> just in the Delaware area. So, I'm not surprised to see the the outpouring of of love and support for the family because of the fact of how much of an impact he had, not just on wrestling fans' lives, but people in general within his community. Ooh, Chris Jericho. Notable by the absence in the in the highlights, by the way, for the Raw is 30 uh, montages that we're seeing. Uh, at least the last one I saw didn't. Oh well, they're Sting. Didn't include CM Punk from 2011. Um, maybe they'll include that in here. But uh, interestingly enough, CM Punk active on Instagram, commenting on a lot of people's posts. We've seen it go from all out to CM Punk's getting fired to hey. Looks like CM Punk might actually be getting himself healthy. Holy shit, he actually got hurt and is getting healthy. But maybe coming back to AEW after all. So, Brian, we might get our wish, the Elite versus CMFTR. Hmm. I mean, it'd be nice, but I think it's still a little too early to speculate. We've got time. I mean, a, a tricep tear. What's that? A six to nine month recovery time? I don't know. I ain't a doctor. I mean, it's it's not an easy recovery. By the way, Rob, here's your DX segment. Way to call it. Rob Stradamus oh, yeah. on the booking of Raw tonight. Have you have you been feeding information well, to Fightful? Is that what you're doing? Like, what is Kurt Angle doing out with DX? Wait, what? Yeah, Kurt Angle's out with him. Well, somebody had to replace Billy Gunn. You know, but um, (laughs) in some of the Raw segments that I've seen, um, they've had Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. They've had Chris Jericho several times. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Cody. um, So it's like they're not shying away from the ones who don't work there anymore. Of course, last time we went on the air, Brian, we were talking about the potential sale of uh, WWE. And when, if you may recall, when we went on, it was looking like the Saudi government <laughs> was going to buy them. And uh, yeah, well, I was wrong, completely wrong. Boy, did the wrestling media drop the ball on that one. Whoever well, are they, saw I that hook line and sinker. No, that's done. just it. We have no idea where it's going to go. Um, not done yet. Ideally, where would you want to see it go? Who would you want to see buy it? Um, I don't know. I, I'm not even watching it right now. I um, so I don't know. Couldn't answer. I mean, it's. I it's, mean, go ahead, Rob. I mean, honestly, what I would like to see, whoever buys it is just one of those where they have to just, I mean, they Vince has got to go. Like what he's done with replacing people on the board and like what would, what would compare to a hostile takeover. <laughs> so now Kurt Angle say, they're like, they all turn to him and they're like, why are you out here, Kurt? He said, I always wanted to be DX. <laughs> So now he takes his angle shirt off and he's got a DX shirt on. Well, there you go. But 
I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, the only thing you're going to do to make it, to do anything, is you got to get rid of it. You got to get rid of the McMahon. Like, and if they take it private, whatever, but it's just, you know, like, I'm, I'm at the point where you almost need a whole new regime up top. You know, so... I like Tony Khan saying, well, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> well, Tony and his father, Shad, have actually put in a bid. I don't know how far that goes or what that process looks like, but legitimately they did put a bid in, according to uh, multiple sources, including the Wall Street Journal. Um, you know, it's interesting because the dynamic of the company changes no matter what they decide to do. Um, you know, Vince keeps it. Let's say Vince and whoever private company buys it and they decide to take it off the public publicly traded stock exchange. That means that you can do whatever you want with the company. I can't get behind a a Vince McMahon led company, but that's only now after having watched what we've seen with, with uh, Vince lately and only with the allegations. You got a large monster of a company there that you can do a number of things. I mean, AEW has done very well in getting things moving and getting people talking, but to a potential buyer for WWE, their tickets are selling well. Their stock price, of course, because there's a sale coming, it's last I saw was in the 80s and $90 a share or something like that. I'll pull that back up here right now. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's prime real estate for right now. It's $88 a share. But if Vince is still there, to your point, Rob, I mean, I can't see, let's say, NBC Universal or Comcast say, yeah, we got to keep them. They're, <laughs> Vince is really going to do a great job. But how, mu- how well do these folks know Triple H? How well do they know, you know what he's done for the company itself? Well, I mean, and that's where you have it. I mean, like, if another person owned the company, Vince would be out just based on the culture of what is going on in the world today. Right. I mean, the only reason he is being able to rear his head is because he holds the shares and can have the power. I guess if you You own 81% of a company, you can kind of do whatever you want. Um, so, I mean, DX came out and did their little thing and then Imperium has now marched out and said, have come to nose to nose with them and said, Hey, none of you can beat us. We're the best out here today. Triple H gets nose to nose with, uh, Gunther and goes, dude, I'm retired and <laughs> walks away. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is like, I'm here. Wait a minute. I'm old. <laughs> and they're all basically like coming up going I'll do it, never mind, I ain't gonna do it So In his heyday Gunther and, and uh, Triple H would have been a pretty good match I mean rumor is that Stephanie and Triple H are not on best of terms Yeah there's some weird rumor going around about that, I, I don't know if I like really want to get but so deep into that but apparently uh 
um, Stephanie leaving the company altogether was more along the lines of not wanting to uh, not wanting to support or not support the company. Wanted to just be have her hands clean and nothing to do with what her old man's done. Can't blame her for that. It's a messy business. Yep. So before we get into uh, where AEW is uh, going and where the Royal Rumble might take us, I thought we'd talk about something that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, Okada, following a recent show, has sits down with a press conference and says he would love to sit down and have a conversation with Triple H and with Tony Khan about doing a joint show, a World Cup type event. Uh, very similar to that which was done in the early 90s with WCW and Eric Bischoff. And uh, I want to say it was, was it All Japan? Either way, one of the largest events in the history of the industry as far as uh, from a drawing perspective. Of course, when you hold people at gunpoint and say you're going to a wrestling show or, or else, I guess they're all going to attend. <laughs> um but yeah, Okada says he'd love to get in the room with Tony Khan and Triple H. Guys, I mean, reckless speculation here. What do you think? If Vince is involved, it'll never happen. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. If Vince is anywhere near the chairman of the board, the remote control, or whatever, it'll never happen. <clears throat> Brian, can Triple H and Tony Khan put together a dream event? Mm, I Especially don't know. New Japan. Um, yeah, but uh, again, we just discussed a sale. I mean, how would I, I mean? There, I, I think they're probably more preoccupied with the sale of the company as opposed to, well, let's do a super show. be a great way to kick off whoever the new owner would be now a sign of solidarity kind of thing could a new owner kind of do one of those big moves right out the gate sure Mm -hmm. be smart for business but you never know man you know talking about go ahead no, you got Street Profits and Seth Rollins have come out to take on the Imperium. And I was thinking, like, you got, you got Triple H in the ring. You got those guys that are actually behind the scenes. Like, I wonder how much of them are, that they're in the ring, they're there. Or are they, like, thinking about, all right, well, we got six, seg- six more segments, guys. Like, let's get going. Like, <laughs> I'm sure Triple H is, is kind of in tune with the, the time that would be spent out there. I'm sure he's curious as to how long they're taking and if they're running long. He's the kind of guy that probably rushes back, sits back down, grabs a headset, and is back to talking to uh, to Graves and what's his name. And he just said, we need somebody that can take a sense of this situation. So now here comes out, play a player. Wait, what? Play a player. Oh, no. Not Teddy Long. It's going to be a tag team match. <laughs> All that just to do that. Yeah, Triple H is, I, I think, solely in the camp of right now. Let's let's go for whatever pops the crowd. 
I was thinking about that the other day. You know, we had such high hopes for what he was going to do heading into this new era of him running the show. And so many different things that he's done lately have really just really reeked of, uh, well, reeked of his father-in-law, if we're really being honest. So to those that have their tinfoil hats on and say Vince is still running, running things, well, I guess you've got a little bit more credence or more reason for us to all to believe it. Oh, now they're saying they need a special referee. A special referee? So who's going to be the special referee? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? It's going to be Kurt Angle. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So we talked about, uh, of course, Jay Briscoe. We talked about um, possible CM Punk coming back. We talked about the Briscoes' legacy in pro wrestling. We talked about, gosh, we even talked about Okada. And his comments towards whether or not Tony Khan and Triple H could sit down in a room. Coming up on the Royal Rumble, uh, we've got an interesting, uh, interesting card coming up for that. We got Cody Rhodes making his return. Potentially could uh, could win the Royal Rumble. He's uh, been announced, so he's not a surprise. So I think everybody kind of expected he was going to come out or come back at the Rumble. Got Bianca Belair defending against Alexa Bliss. Roman Reigns defending against Kevin Owens in a pitch black match. <clears throat> Ray Wyatt is going to take on LA Knight. And then we've got the women's and the men's Royal Rumble. Why don't we just go ahead and run it down, go through, do some predictions, and then we'll dive into our next topic. Uh, Bliss challenging Bianca Belair. Hey, what do you know? I got it right. It was Kurt Angle as the ref. Rob, who do you think? Is it Bliss? Is it Bel Air? Who, who wins that match? I think it's Bliss. Oh, okay. New champ? They're going to complete her little psycho, psycho steel thing that she's doing. All right. Brian, what do you think? No, I'm sure it'll be Alexa Bliss. I'm sure. I actually think Here? it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a Bianca Belair. I think Belair is headed to WrestleMania to take on Rhea Ripley for the title. I think that's the direction they're trying to take. But uh, I wouldn't necessarily disapprove of uh, Alexa winning the title. That could be kind of nice. <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, Roman Reigns against Kevin Owens. Uh, is it safe to say we all think that Kevin Owens loses? No. No. Okay. I mean, he can win by he can win by count out. He can win by disqualification. Right. He could win by having somebody not answer the ten count and stand up. You know, after a minute and a half, I mean, he could win all types of different ways. I think Sammy makes him win. Okay, that's the uh, that's the million dollar question. Does the Sami Zayn storyline uh, come to come to a head at at the Royal Rumble? I guess that's the bigger question going into the Rumble with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. It's almost not as important as to who wins that match as to what Sami Zayn's involvement would be. You got an echo now. Uh oh, that's not good. Doesn't he have an echo, Brian? Mm-hmm. Is it really bad? 
Now it's gone. Oh, good. Weird. Now you sound like you're in my living room. Hi, Rob. Get out of my house. Get out of here. (laughs) Ah, crap. Okay, bye. (laughs) It's Brian's turn to have you over there. Now go. Oh. Okay. Boy. Uh, let's see. So Brian says uh, Roman could could lose in a number of ways. Rob, uh, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns. What do you got? What do you think? I mean, the fan in me would like to see Sami Zayn costing the title, and we'd be the end of the bloodline having everything. But we know that it's going to run into WrestleMania, so um, it's going to be Roman Reigns wins. He's going to win by like. Some stupid thing. Some dubious means. Mm-hmm. In the Mountain Dew pitch black match, by the way, I think Roman Reigns, Reigns wins anyway. Um, Mountain Dew pitch black match between L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt. More important than this matchup, what the hell is a actual pitch black match? Can anybody tell me that? Nope. We're going to wrestle in the dark. We're going to turn the lights off. We're just going to have a flashlight in our hand, and that'll be it. Is this going to be like that dumbass match where they had Jake Roberts and who was it? David DiBiase with hoods on their head running around the ring? Oh, yeah, like at Mania. WrestleMania 7 was the blindfold match where they had hoods over their faces. That match dragged. Ugh. That's the reason we never see it. I saw it again. (laughs) Didn't... Didn't, um... Didn't Triple H do one back when he was, like, the world champ at some point? I think he took on, like, D'Lo Brown or some crazy shit. <laughs> D'Lo Brown. D'Lo. <laughs> Everybody likes D'Lo. Looking at the real deal now. Guess not. Okay. Oh, look, Jerry Lawler's doing commentary. Now it's officially boring. Uh, let's see here. Uh, women's Royal Rumble. Brian, who wins the Women's Royal Rumble? Don't know. Don't know the participants. Right now, participant-wise... Oh, please don't. <laughs> there's only seven confirmed. <laughs> Wait, you didn't want me to read all 30? <laughs> no, because I don't want to hear Kelly Kelly... Um, Michelle McCool, Cindy <laughs> Lopper, nice. Layla and Alicia and yeah, I don't want to hear none of that. That's... I know who's I know who's not winning. I know who's not winning without a doubt. Shayna Baszler, Alexa and Bianca. Well, yeah, that's true because they'll be busy. Yes. Why would, Rob, are you why in that same camp? Why would they even let Shayna Baszler in that? Like, shouldn't she just be setting up the ring and leaving? Somebody's got to have the bushwhacker spot. Marches in or thrown right back out. I think it's going to be Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. Okay. Interesting. Interesting prediction. Ow. Ow. I'm being assaulted. Ow. I guess the Shayna fan in the house disagrees. Ow. Ow. Stop. What the hell? I'm going to call the cops. Ow, ow, it's happening live. I'm being assaulted ow, by the only Shayna Baser fan on the East Coast. Ow, ow. 
Uh, okay, Men's Royal Rumble. There are considerably more people confirmed for this one. Um, Hulk Hogan. No. Rob says Hulk Hogan. What a, what a pick, Rob. What <laughs> a dark horse right yeah. there, brother. <laughs> It'll be like the time the Iron Sheik won the the, the Legends Battle Royal because they couldn't throw him over because his legs were so fragile. Oh, my God. That would be so bad. So very bad. I mean, it, it, it seems like an obvious thing to me. It seems like it's got to be Cody, right? Sammy's not even confirmed for the for the Rumble, so or maybe maybe they do the age old. Hey, let's put Brock Lesnar in there. Maybe Brock will do it. No, I thought they said that Brock was out. As far as I know, Brock Lesnar is no longer under contract, but I, I might have that completely wrong. Let me see if I can find his contract status. I mean, it's either going to be Cody or Sammy, because then that would build the suspense to WrestleMania of like, that would build that more of contention in the bloodline, but, you know, um, but I mean, obviously the hype they're doing with Cody, it's got to be Cody. But then again, the year they they brought Daniel Bryan back, you thought that would happen, and Roman Reigns threw him out at fifteen. So AJ Styles is out with a broken ankle. We know that Dewdrop is injured. We know that Carmella is injured. I'm just looking through all the different people that are injured and free agents. Um, Brock is listed as a free agent, so yeah, he's apparently not under contract or assigned to a specific roster. So. Yeah, maybe not. Oh, he'll be there. Who cares? <laughs> so, okay, I guess the million-dollar question. Who's watching the Royal Rumble? What do you mean, mm-hmm. like us? Yes, out of us. <laughs> Should I have been Saturday? more specific? Um, yes, Saturday, the Royal Rumble. I think I'll probably turn it on at some point. I like the Rumble. Yep. Rumble's my favorite pay-per-view since they've made WrestleMania an eight-day thing. (laughs) A three-hour tour. Eight days and three matches. Yeah. And the rest of it's just video segments rehyping the other matches. All the shit you didn't watch during the year. Brian, will you be completely watching the World Rumble? Will you just turn it on, have it on in the background? What do you think? Well, I mean, I said six months ago this was would be my return, so we'll have to wait and see, I guess. But as of now, I'm planning on watching it. Now, will you will you be a full fledged return, like watching? Monday Night Raw and no. SmackDown after that, or just the pay-per-views, just the premium live events? Well, I mean, if, if you premium live event or you fucking pay-per-view doesn't do anything, then why would I turn on the TV? Fair point. Yeah. Is, is there a specific thing, and I'm going to ask this in a two-part question, is there a specific thing they can do at the Royal Rumble that will – guarantee you'll tune in and is there a specific thing that they'll do that would guarantee you won't tune in going forward 
I mean, they just to me they get you got to do fucking better. I mean, it's it's garbage. I don't care what any bobblehead says. At the end of the day, WWE is just garbage right now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's not to say everything about it is garbage, but but it's garbage. Um. I mean, you have to show me that you're going to do better than what you were doing six months ago. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, we all talked about Vince McMahon and how he was um, past his prime when booking this stuff. and Completely out of touch. Yeah. Now you, got, yeah now you got Triple H who's been at the helm for six months. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if your whole thing is, oh, wow, Cody Rhodes comes back and wins it, you're not doing me nothing because that's the obvious one. Right. If The Rock shows up and wins it, you're not doing me any good. That's the obvious one. You know, this is the Royal Rumble where all types of crazy things are supposed to happen. But The one event every year where literally anything can happen. That's what they say every year, right? But again, we're, it looks like we're going to get the obvious, the easy, the easy path. And then, you know, again, getting to WrestleMania. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, one of these two guys is going to do what nobody else has been able to do in however many days. 800 is eight, 500, whatever it is. Some crazy ass number of days. It's like five forty or something like that. Some something I don't know five ninety something. It is actually oh, yeah. over eight hundred. Yeah. So oh it, it oh it's Cody Rhodes. Oh yeah, Co- Cody. Yeah, who first go round was only able to get to what was the highest title we got? Intercontinental. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Intercontinental. I bet that's going to fall flat on your face. The moment will be good when he wins the title, but that, and I think it starts as soon as that following Monday, that following Monday on raw, when whomever comes out, you know, the the, the tried and true WWE storyline is okay. You won the big one. Now you got to keep it. Here's your authority figure. That's going to keep you from looking good. Or here's your 
bad guy that's going to make you look like an idiot every single time you step out there. Like, literally, it's what they do storyline-wise versus AEW when you win a world championship and they just let you go out there and wrestle, which has always been a highlight of when they have whomever wins the title. Even MJF. Look at the build-up they're going through right now with him and Danielson, which I think is a pretty good build-up. Yeah, but I, I'm, I, you know, I'm not even comparing the two in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is straight a train going to nowhere. So, so once he wins the obvious, if Cody right. wins the obvious matchup, would be Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Again, what's that? Four times? Well, again, yeah. Huh. Seth Rollins. Uh, okay, well, that's not really doing anything for me. Um, he so Cody would probably get Raw, and Roman would probably stay on SmackDown, and I, I, I mean, the people on Raw. So then we got to hold a draft again, right, to try to even even the out, yep. out. Yeah. So then we we wouldn't get. You know, you wouldn't put Sammy and Kevin over there. You might have some decent matches with Cody. No, no, no. You would put Braun Strowman over there. <laughs> oh, Braun and Cody. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. everybody likes Braun. And the bad part is, in this situation, Braun would win. And nobody would want it. And nobody would want it. And, you know, of course, if it's The Rock, that's just dumb and pointless because you know my feelings on bringing back people like this just for one-offs. Especially if it's a title win. Yeah. So, oh, so the Rocks would stay for a month maybe before he loses the title. Mm-hmm. Likely back and, to Roman Reigns if that's actually what they do. Yeah, I mean, it would be, I mean, it's... They painted themselves in the corner. They didn't dig themselves out of the hole. And now, for me, the hole is still there. I think at this point, it's more of a, <laughs> a freaking crater. It's like a chasm, you know? How the hell do you get out of that? And it's, it's like the million-dollar question, right? Because it's not just one solution. It's a multiple-part issue. You just described it really well. I mean, all right, so Cody wins the title from Roman. That's the expectation, right? Everybody's saying, all right, well, this is Cody's build-up to his championship. But then you've got to then reshuffle the deck and buy every expectation, another really positively identified – I don't know if it's positive, but it's definitely solid identified as far as how they go with creative. You put a guy like Braun in there, which, again, buries what Cody has done because he would probably beat him in the first month. Yeah, why? Or, or this would be the way for them to finally get Austin Theory over, oh, or God, no. Baron Corbin, or yeah. any number of like middle of the road talent who definitely couldn't put against Roman, but they would be able to beat Cody because mm-hmm. Cody's not. Uh, let's face it, Cody's not going to do what Roman did. No, he's not going 800 days. He's no. not doing that. He'd, no, he'll he'd be lucky to get it 180. He'd be lucky to get 100. Listen, 
Cody, Cody, great. Cody is a good wrestler. Cody's a good talker. However, right. once again, the majority of your audience has no clue who Cody Rhodes is. So the minute Cody underperforms, they're going to turn on him. Mm-hmm. Anybody under a certain age who don't flip on AEW, and we know there's a large majority of them, probably half the WWE audience doesn't turn on AEW if you just look at the numbers. Right. right? So we have 2 million people that are watching wrestling at any any time, and one about 900,000 turns on AEW, that's a million point one that don't watch AEW, have no clue who Cody is. Why? Because they weren't around when Cody was, or they weren't paying attention when Cody was in the WWE last time. Well, they probably see Stardust when they see him. And think, yeah, well, or, or, this isn't yeah. the guy. Yeah, I mean... The WWE is a very fickle audience. It's hard to keep the attention of them young kids that you're doing all this stuff for. I did say they're not doing knee lip service. to make it make sense. Yeah, they're not doing the older fans' lip service, no. Because we're on the way out. They're trying to get the new ones in. Right. Is there a... So we, we joke about it a lot, right? We talk about, hey, if I won the lotto kind of thing. Is there a thing that that a new company, not even AEW, let's just put that out of the mix right this moment. Is there a, a thing that a, a new company could do immediately that would set them apart from everyone else? Is there any original thing that could be done that hasn't been done yet? No, well, I, I don't. I don't understand your question. So, so AEW set themselves apart because they wrestle. It's more wrestling than pro uh, sports entertainment, right? Okay, yeah. So that separated. ECW did extreme, and that separated them, but they didn't have a national audience. Well, they had the national audience, but they didn't have national exposure. ROH is the same as ECW. TNA had better wrestling at the time than WWE when they had all the, you know, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it's pro wrestling. That's the point you can't forget. Right. But a new company, the problem with a new company is they're a new company. They're not established. I don't know how many years has the WWE been around. WWE or WWF or whatever it was. They've been around since, what, the 50s? Uh, in 40, one way, shape, 50, or form, yeah. Late, late sixties, early seventies. No, no, I think, long, long I think they're. Yeah, I think aren't they black and white on TV? Um, let's see here. Because what see. Bruno held it for most of the seventies or something. About seventy years old, nineteen fifty-three. Yeah. Right. So that's that's the one thing a new company has to have: patience. That's it. You're not trying to chip away at their. You're not trying to beat them. Mm-hmm. You're trying to compete with them, but you can't compete with them right out the gate. Oh, and I think that's what AEW's done to win. You know, that's what AEW's done. It's like they have, you know what? They've just done what they want to do. You know, like they haven't. Until, you know, recently they haven't been like, oh, we're going to take on the, the E. You know, they just do their thing. They're not constantly talking smack like 
Dixie Carter used to, you know, it's like, <clears throat> so, but we've talked about it and that, you know, WWE's did all the missteps that WCW did. So, yeah. yeah. Listen, if Jeff Jarrett had to been forced out of impact, impact would probably have a much larger footprint on American wrestling. That's a really, really good observation. And I have not heard a lot of people say that. Well, there, there, there aren't a lot of people that are going to admit to watching yeah, DNA. DNA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look, we watched the stupid pay-per-views that preceded it. Mm-hmm. Those weeklies were good shows. Yeah. I mean, we didn't watch them all, but we caught some of them mm-hmm. for what? $10 or whatever the hell it was for the cost of. One WWE pay-per-view, you could watch six different pay-per-views for TNA. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I can remember watching those. Mm-hmm. I can remember watching the what the ones out of Australia that were right before TNA. Oh, yeah. Um, remember WWE. Those? Yeah, yeah. Those were a little hokey, but you could tell that Jeff Jarrett had a plan. You at least knew he had a plan. I don't know if they were great shows, but you could tell that there was something in the works. Yeah, I am not going to fault Jeff Jarrett for being a promoter because he he did exactly what some of these other companies have done. They went out and found fresh faces that were better wrestlers than anything you saw in WWE, and they put a show together. Now, Jeff, I think, is a lot more sports entertainment than Tony is, but I don't need sports entertainment on every segment. Mm-hmm. I'm watching to watch pro wrestling. I'm watching to watch De- uh, Brian Danielson do what he's doing right now. Right. I'm watching to see. Go ahead. What? No, go ahead. No. Get your thought out first. Oh, I said, I am watching to see Kenny Omega. I'm watching to see new Japan, bring their people in and all these other- that's what I'm watching for. I'm not watching for some stupid storyline that makes no sense at the end of the day. For the record, the criticism that Ric Flair put out there for Kanosuke Takeshita and Brian Danielson was complete crap. That match ruled. That match was awesome. And I don't know how the hell you can sit there and say, well, we used to lay it in back in my day. Bro, what were you watching? Because I watched that match, Brian watched that match, hell, Shane was in attendance and watched that match. How can you not say that they weren't laying it in? That's just, that's ignorance. That's ignorance and just something trying to get somebody's ire, and I guess it worked. Well, it's not about getting an ire, it's, you got to keep your name out there, right? Yeah, get people talking. So if it works for Eric Bischoff and Jim Cornette and... Any number, Disco Inferno and Conan and, um, you know, whoever. And your son-in-law is sitting on the, on the, on the couch, uh, I think recovering from surgery. Mm-hmm. Why not take pop shots, right? Right. But I bet you, I, I lay you money right here, right now. If you took Brian Danielson today... You could put him in the ring with Ric Flair, and he would make Ric Flair look foolish. And I'm not talking about today's Ric Flair. No, you're talking about prime Ric Flair. Flair. Yep, 
And yeah. I agree. I agree because Brian Danielson has a greater understanding of the, the inner workings of a professional wrestling ring than Ric Flair ever could. And that's a no, bold I statement, no, but no. I think that. I don't think he has a better understanding. I think he would legit out-wrestle Ric Flair in his prime. Mm. Here it is. Ric Flair in his prime. Brian Danielson right here, right now. Not in his prime. Right here, right now. Because mm-hmm. he is clicking on more cylinders than he probably has in a long time. Yeah. Here it is. Go for it. And I bet you he could out-wrestle Flair. Yeah. I do look forward to seeing Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson again. Because the first time was awesome. But with Omega being in the condition he's in now, and Danielson being on the run he's on now, whew, that's going to be good. Not sure when it's going to happen, but it's going to be great. Do you think that an Iron Man match between Brian Danielson and MJF will do well fan-wise? Because we're in a world where it's a real, real short attention span for professional wrestling. you got wrestling fans nowadays that, now, granted, we are pretty good fans of, of the business overall, and we have a, a pretty good appreciation for it, regardless of how long a match goes. I mean, look at what New Japan delivers. But do you think that the, I guess the word would be the everyday fan, will, will have an appreciation for MJF in an Ironman match against Danielson? The AEW fan is not going to have a problem with it. The WWE fan would not have a problem with it as long as it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, the fan base is no different. At the end of the day, you're coming to watch pro wrestling. Some prefer sports entertainment. Some prefer pro pro wrestling. But if you put a good match in front of them, we're all going to sit there and watch it. Because the really good Iron Man matches don't feel like Iron Man matches. You know what I'm saying? Like the really good ones that pass in an instant, Mm -hmm. they don't feel like Iron Man matches. And not you know you're not worried about the, you know go oh yeah an hour might be too long, mm-hmm. but if it grabs your attention, you don't look at your clock be like oh there's forty five minutes to go in this I'm I'm getting worn out. Oh you're you're glued to the TV. Rob, same question. I mean, I just don't think fans have a, the the love for Iron Man matches like we used to, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think back in the day, it's something we never saw. It was like, oh, my God, you know? And it would be a hell of a match. <laughs> but I mean... That's my opinion. That's I mean, again, think, 
you go ahead. Think of how many times you've watched uh, uh, AEW, uh-huh. right? And then commented, oh, man, that's two hours? <clears throat> I w- yeah. I've been sitting here for two hours. It feels like five minutes. Dynamite right? goes by super fast. Yeah, because it, hold- it grabs your attention. Mm-hmm. You, if, if the Iron Man match does that, you're not worried about the hour because it'll grab your attention. Ric Flair's suit is atrocious. Is that changing colors? Like, <laughs> sorry, it looks white. It looks yellow. It looked green at one point. It's probably just the the lighting, but still. Hey, quick update on the uh, the the give send go, which is basically like a GoFundMe. Uh, the the amount raised for the Briscoe family for the Pew family is two hundred ninety thousand seven hundred seventy one dollars. That is outstanding. Very very cool. <clears throat> Tyson Smith, by the way, uh, showing up in the uh, category of uh, the top top donations. Ten thousand. Damn, that's a lot. Good for them. Who's he? So cool. I have no idea, but that's just cool. Um, heading into um, AEW's next few weeks, you know, they're building and building to the Iron Man match with MJF. We're talking about that. But at the same time, we just had an opportunity to see the return of Adam Cole. Adam Cole as a good guy, apparently. Well, at least for right now. I don't know if you guys watched the most recent BTE, but he even made nice with the Dark Order and said if they could work on the whole budge thing. He might consider it. Of course, you know, Evil Uno kind of botched that. But it seems like we might be in, in, in line for watching a good guy run for Adam Cole, which, hey, he's massively popular. Whether he's good or bad, it doesn't matter. People are going to cheer him because they just love getting behind him. But Adam Cole and MJF, I would like to see that. I mean, I, I like I like Adam Cole. I think – a face Adam Cole at this point would be good because the fact that you have the young bucks who are playing the middle of the road heels, mm-hmm. you've got a polarizing heel right now, but Adam Cole's got a lot of work to do to take over Daniel, Brian Danielson's spot. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I truly believe Brian Danielson's going to be one to play the games and dethrone MJF. Even briefly. Mm. MJF's going to be a champ for years. You know, he's going to be your, like Brian said, you know, like I see him, you know, Brian had mentioned Ric Flair. Like I I see him as kind of like your Ric Flair. Like he loses the belt, then he'll win it right back. Mm -hmm. Or he might lose the belt. It might be out for a little bit, but then he'll play games and be right back there. You know, I really like that distinction, by the way. I think that that bears a lot of power for what MJF is doing currently. Um. So yeah, I mean, I like Adam Coleman. Glad to see him back. I'm glad to see him healthy. Um. No, he. I didn't think he was going to be one of those that jumped ship straight to WWE when Triple H came back. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, you know, I'm sorry. His woman's in the company. His friends are in the company. Where? Why would he go back? You know. Right. Right. Yeah, there was a little rumbling that they thought that Adam Cole would go back. But the thing is, like, he, you're, you made a good point. He has no reason to. 
He has every reason in the world to be able to do what he wants to do creatively, able to do what he wants to do privately, and, oh, yeah, by the way, still have kick-ass matches. Mm-hmm. I think Adam well, I mean, could be – go ahead, Brian. Well, how'd that work out for Bobby Fish? <laughs> old man fish. <laughs> well, old man, like Bobby Fish called called his thing. Bobby Fish did the whole, well, I'm coming. Everybody's coming with me. And they're like, uh, no. fuck you say? We didn't say that. <laughs> what you mean, we? <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's, that's at the moment of that Homer that Homer Simpson emoji, you know, like backing, <laughs> backing into the bush. Home. There's like, even a pop for that, by the way. I can't wait to get that one. I'm not a pop guy, but that's pretty cool. I gotta see nothing. <laughs> well, and he he blindly says that you know Triple H will take me back with open arms. It's like him and Ryback are sharing an apartment, <laughs> waiting for Triple H and Vince's call. Yeah, like come on now, like. I mean, even when you were in WWE, you spent NXT, you spent a good majority of it. You had great matches, but you spent a majority of it on the shelves. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, he'll take me back. No, he'll take you back with O'Reilly. <laughs> right, right. You know, like, he's, you're like Marty Jannetty, buddy. Nobody wants you unless you have a good partner. That's not to say that Fish can't go. I mean, he proved multiple times over in, in New Japan and Ring of Honor that he was good. But, you know, the, from an overall creative He's not standpoint. Marketable. Yeah, I mean, who, who's going to pay a ticket to, to watch Bobby Fish when you could pay a ticket to watch MJF or Brian Danielson or Hangman Page or John Moxley? And the list goes on. Well, I'm, I'm saying I'm not saying that he couldn't go. I'm not saying that he doesn't make good matches. I'm just saying when you look at marketability. Mm-hmm. Him and O'Reilly as undisputed heir, marketable, right? Right. Them with Adam Cole, marketable. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole by himself, marketable. The matches that fit that O'Reilly was putting on before he got hurt, marketable. Yep. O'Reilly, like you know, fish on him on his own. It kind of blends into the crowd like we see those people like you know we see them on we, AEW has them WWE sure as hell has them you know I mean how many times do we see those you've been cut from the company and we're like damn they still work there so so I mean I think that's where I feel about him I mean sorry brah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we got so many different things uh, happening right now. It, it's kind of hard to pay attention to a guy like him and, and think that he's going to have a major role. Hey, you know, what, one guy that I think uh, a lot of people have to give a real serious nod to or tip of the cap is John Moxley for literally putting off vacation time off for the better part of two years so that he could, you know, keep the company moving in the direction they wanted to go after the whole thing with CM Punk happened. And he finally has his match with uh, Adam Page, which was great. It was a great follow-up to their first one. Um, you know, that that's the kind of guy that you you find him – again, we talked earlier about generational talent. That's, that's John Moxley. I mean, you just – you won't find 
another John Moxley. And you, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm doing everything to keep him happy, including giving him all the time off he wants. Why do you think they hired his wife? Right. They're like, we can't give you a day off right now, but at least we'll bring her to work with you. Right. We'll put her on the road with you. You can bring your kid, <laughs> bring your wife. Please, please, please don't go. <laughs> Not like he's yeah. going anywhere else himself. But, uh... It's like the WWE did with the Viking Raiders, you know? Yep. They're like, okay, I think you need a weird manager. So bring your wife and bring your kid. <laughs> it's it's really cool to be able to see all of the work that's being done right now. Um, and a lot of the commentary that you get from to, to Bob to Bobby, Jesus, to Brian's point about the bobbleheads. I was mixing up the two. The bobbleheads that point out that AEW doesn't develop anybody. Look at what was done with the tag team match this past Wednesday with the Bucks and Top Flight. You can't tell me that AEW isn't isn't creating stars when you watch a tag match like that and see Top Flight come ahead to Victor. <coughs> and it's Sorry, maybe maybe they're not. Maybe they're not your next tag champs, right? But they are certainly in line for that, for a big run. And, and Brian, I think that when you look at Top Flight, you have another team, much like the Acclaimed, that can very much captivate the audience. And they can stay healthy. Very true. What's it, uh, Darius Martin, who's, who's had, what, four injuries in the past two years? Mm, yeah. I don't know about four, but yes. Hurt his leg twice, hurt his neck once. Okay, so maybe three. But even still, I mean... It could be four. It could be four. It's hard to believe that people are still of the mindset of there's no... I I hate the term because it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Homegrown talent. But the reality is, like, AEW has done a lot to create talent. Look what they're doing with Powerhouse Hobbs. Look at the build that he's getting. And you noticed him first. You noticed him first out of all of us of just how good he was. And look at the build they're doing with the Book of Hobbs and all of that. By the way, him doing the Sid the Sid Vicious pose in the middle of the ring right now is perfect for him. Well, I mean, it's Hobbs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, in the, in the near future, he'll be... He'll be, he'll be mega. Yeah. There's no he, doubt in my mind. You think he put him in a position to beat Darby for the TNT title? Oh, man. I, I'm I'm actually hoping that Buddy beats Darby. <laughs> That's going to be a, a great match, by the way. <clears throat> man, I mean, not that, not that I dislike Darby, but... To me, Darby's one of those guys that if you're going to give him a title, he should not hold it long. Right. Because luck, you know, you can only have so much luck involved when you're outweighed by 50 pounds of pure muscle. Honest to God, could not believe it when he beat Samoa Joe. Definitely did not see that coming. I didn't see him beating Kushida. Right. You know, so. It looked like. I think it would be. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see the match uh, Wednesday, is it? Yep, this coming Buddy Wednesday, Murphy you got Darby and, and Murphy. Or Matthews. But I really think, I really think Buddy should beat the 
beat them. I'm still waiting on Sting to turn on him. Oh man! <laughs> so when he when he beat um, Samoa Joe, when he won the title and Sting came out there, <laughs> my wife got mad at me because I'm like, "Bet him, kick him in the nuts." Because <laughs> it was, I mean, I I think a lot of people want to see Sting turn heel before he finally retires. <laughs> he even said that he's nearing the end of his run and he wants to close it out with Darby. Why not close it out with a with a heel run? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, we got to get at least a Darby Sting match somewhere, somehow. Right. And I don't think you can turn Darby. You, I mean, I guess you could, but. I think Sting turning on Darby would turn the fans on Darby. Because it's Sting. Yeah, but I, it's not like Sting hasn't been. I guess you can call him a bad guy before when he was part of. Um, what was the name of the faction in TNA? Oh, the main event mafia? Yeah. I mean, they were technically bad guys. Right. So. But a straight heel, you know, like straight heel sting. One time, I mean, look what it did for Hogan. Oh man. Well, but the the heels. You remember when Sting turned heel in ninety nine and dropped Hogan? It was such a it was a cool idea, and then it never turned out. It because everything happened unfortunately with Owen. Um, right around that same time. And so the heel turn basically got nixed, much like the heel turn of Goldberg. Remember when he turned heel for a brief time in WCW. We had a glimpse of it, man. We had a moment where it looked like a, a heel sting could actually happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you would, I don't know if that would have been smart, but I mean, at the end of his career, what's he got left to lose? Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and obviously Darby's going to bump like hell for him. You know, he'll mm-hmm. throw me all over the place. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, at this point, if he's going to have his last match, mm-hmm. you know, why not let Darby have it? Yeah. Mm. Either that or let him have a tag title run. Let him and Darby win the straps. Let him beat the acclaimed. And then have... Uh, the this the mo the mogul affiliates, which by the way is an awful name for Swerve Strickland's uh, faction, but uh, let them beat them. You know what I mean? Like you could definitely do that and elevate talent in a really cool way. Because this thing and Darby win doesn't have to be a long run. That's just something that happens and then boom, they lose. Yeah, but I'd much rather have like Jeff Jarrett and Lisa. No. No. Why do you want Jarrett to win? I don't like Jarrett on TV. You're right about him about his his work in the back. I'm not going to deny that. I don't like Jarrett. <laughs> <to win. Ugh. laughs> oh, Ooh. come on, slap nuts. Uh, look, I'm not saying we didn't all call people slappy and slap nuts and all that. There's no denying that, but ugh, it's Jeff Jarrett in the ring. Very boring. I think Jeff Jarrett hurt you. 
No, no, he didn't. <laughs> I gave that a second to think about it. And think, no, no, he didn't. It's just very boring. You got all offended when you realized that he really didn't sing that song. What, that he didn't sing with my baby tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, he didn't? <laughs> You're still Damn pissed because you bought, the, you bought the, the cassette tape. I played it. I played it until the tape snapped. <laughs> Yay, Jeff! You're the greatest! I honestly did think that, especially at Rampage, where they had the whole no DQ thing, I honestly did think that Jarrett and Lethal were going to win the titles. That false finish they did on Rampage or on Dynamite the week, the few days prior, really made it seem like they were really going to do that. Yeah, give it time. I, I mean, I don't see the acclaim holding it forever either. So. I mean, I think I, – I don't know how much more you can get from their run. I'm not saying I don't like them. I do like them. But what else are they going to accomplish? Well, sometimes the chase is funner, right? Yeah, exactly. It is the chase after all. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, last Rampage had Brian Cage and Willie Mack. I think that should be good good required viewing for a lot of fans. That was a good match. The uh, dark match they had was really good, too. I'm just I'd glad like to see Willie Mack back on TV. Yeah, I really like him. I hope he gets I hope he gets signed. I really do. You know, I liked him in um, Lucha. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was sad to see him not make it one of the big, you know, one of the big companies when all that folded, but nice seeing back. I mean, you always got ROH, too. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that they have their people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when they brought ROH out, they were like, all right, we're going to do all this together, blah, blah, blah. But they're starting to make it separate, you know? Yeah. And, like, they're starting to, like, Claudio got the belt back. So now it's like, all right, you know, Tony Khan and the people at AEW are like, all right, we're going to bring the Ring of Honor back to get it in everybody's in everybody's thoughts and minds, and now it's separate, you know? Mm-hmm. Marketing. This week on Dynamite, we have Brian Danielson and, and Brian Cage, and we have Jericho and Sammy Guevara or Daniel Garcia, against Action Andretti and Ricky Starks. Garcia, of course, lost to Ricky Starks. No, lost to Action Andretti on this past Friday uh, rampage. So we got the sex gods against Andretti and Starks and Brian Cage and Brian Danielson. Uh, I don't know what to expect from Cage and Danielson. That seems like a unique pairing. Um I really am not sure who. I mean, obviously, you you got Danielson who's got to win this one to get to the Iron Man match, but I'm curious as to how the match will be laid out because Cage is just a brute, man. He's going to throw Danielson all over the place. Either I don't like Cage, that, so. Oh, you don't like him? Okay. I wasn't aware of that. Why don't you like Brian Cage? Didn't see that coming. I don't like it. Oh Again, every time I see Cage, I think of the 
Lucha Underground thing where they, he had this magic fist where he killed Luch, Lorenzo Lamas. That's the Lucha verse. You gotta separate. It from you know, like, else. I just, I just see him as this. Okay, where's your magic He-Man hand? <laughs> Power fist. <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten about that. Holy shit. That's a flashback. I think my, my exact words were, ooh, how far has Lorenzo, Lorenzo Lamas come? How far down has he gone that now he's doing vignettes on Lucha? I mean, yeah, he's got to make money somehow, right? <sighs> MLW got a TV deal, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw that, but uh, Court Bowers Group, Major League Wrestling, is going to be on Reels. Reels is a uh, what a a, a a stars channel. I thought mm-hmm. it was something on Instagram. No, I think Reels is just like a um, old movie channel or something. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn! That awkward moment where your or, hair gets stuck on your belt. Or older TV show or something. Let's see. All right, so y'all ready? Potential spoiler for the Women's Royal Rumble. Hit it. 2023. The list of participants is what I'm looking at. Oh, wow. Because, again, you know, we're going to fall for potential spoilers. Oh, no. Liv Morgan at number one is supposed to be the Mm runner-up. Liv Morgan, I repeat myself, at number one is supposed to be the runner-up. Now, I don't know if you heard me. So, one more time. Liv Morgan. Like you said. <laughs> Liv Morgan at number one is the runner up. Chelsea Green, LeRae, Kai, Fire, Fry, or Fry. Oh, fire, yeah. Uh, out, all right. So, there you go. Brooks, Oscar, Carmella, Tamina. How did we see Tamina? When's the last time we saw Tamina? A year ago? Maybe? Yeah, so so again, here's your here's your first little check on the potential spoiler list. Um, Tamina. Woo. Sonya Deville, Maxine Dupree, is that right? Dupree? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh Emma. Okay. Uh, then at number 13 will be Rhea Ripley, who's supposed to win the Royal Rumble, and I can see that very easily. Uh, so then we have Io Sky, Lee, Lacey Evans will finally make a return, uh, other than what that little 10 minutes she put in the other night mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, Baszler at 17. Oh, here's a winner, Shotzi. Um, does she just go by Shotzi now? Yeah, yeah, they, they took the last they, name away. They shortened it. They took yeah. her last name. Uh, then Natalia. Uh, I can't read this. Starts with a K. Looks like Natalia ends in an A. Caitlin? Uh, Is there a Caitlin? Yeah, Caitlin, former Divas champ. 
Is she on the main roster? No, she's uh, she'd be a legend, quote unquote. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's who they're talking about. Uh, Nikki Cross at twenty-one. Tegan Knox, Zelina Vega. Dewdrop, didn't you say Dewdrop was injured earlier? Yes. Yeah. The last time okay, I looked so at the that, uh, list, she's out with an injury. So that would be another one. Uh, then we have Bailey at number twenty-five. So I guess Bailey would then. Um, is that tonight that she's got? The- that was so, the dumbest so- crap ever. Yeah, so it was supposed to be a cage match, Bailey and Becky Lynch, with it was supposed mm-hmm. to be Lita, a special guest referee, um, but uh-huh. it didn't pan out. So Bailey and uh, Damage Control basically beat the shit out of uh, Becky, and the match didn't happen. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, uh, <laughs> aren't you excited for the Rumble? <laughs> yeah, we saw that well, yeah, but I mean, listen down. though, I mean, listen to like the last group. Like, so from 25 is Bailey, mm-hmm. 26 is Raquel, uh, Ra- uh, Raquel. Uh, did okay. I say that right? Rachel? Raquel. Rodriguez? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to make sure I pronounce the first name right. Then at 27, we have Becky Lynch. At 28 is supposedly Kyrie Sane. 29, Ronda Rousey. And then at 30 would be the returning, returning Naomi. Now, somebody please help me how little Liv Morgan at number one is going to be the runner-up. That's a tall order for her. I don't know that she's ever gone that kind of a distance before. No, no, let, let's look the at the, just the last five, right? So for whatever reason, on this particular Royal Rumble, according to his potential spoilers, the big heavy hitters all come in last. Mm-hmm. And a woman who doesn't have much in has been in there since number two. Mm-hmm. Or one. One, yeah. Like. And no Charlotte. I guess she doesn't have to. She's, she's got a title. Um, I mean, there's any number of other people you can throw in there. Oh, I, I mean, see I what put, you're looking uh, at here. What is this? <coughs> I guess your main event is Lashley versus. <coughs> what they write theory. this on Microsoft Word? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. This is great. <laughs> I'm gonna type one up. <laughs> oh, you should it do it. Just get it out there. Yeah. Mercedes Monet is gonna re- return to WWE. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm I'm shocked that one wasn't on there, honestly. Well, there was on, actually yeah. a rumor that she was going to end up wrestling for them as Sasha and then go back to New Japan as Mercedes Monet. There was a rumor <clears throat> out there, but that's stupid. Yeah, I mean, that, you could, come on, Stan. You all could do that. Come up with a graphic. I mean, look at the one Brian found out. <clears throat> I was in the ring five hours. <laughs> that Royal Rumbles just started today. <laughs> oh. oh no! It wasn't. It wasn't that he was in there five hours. It was the guy that he was supposed to eliminate showed up three seconds before he did, or got eliminated three seconds before the one got in the ring. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not quite sure how that works, but Stan can't eliminate you three seconds before Stan gets in the ring. Uh huh. 
Time travel. <laughs> it's all that grubomania. Brother. Like you know. Oh, his grub worms. Ew. That's gross. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping we get a Maki Ito versus uh, Gage. Wait, Nick Gage? Yeah. Where are you getting this? Okay, all right, all right. All right. Maki Ito uh, showed up at GCW. Really? Yeah. Maybe we'll get lucky. Is it selfish of me to want her to get signed to AEW just so I can get a figure for her? No, it's very pervish of you, though. <laughs> yeah. No. That's, that's, that's kind of stalkerish there, buddy. That's not what I, Oh, you guys suck. That's not what I, I was saying. I just want to get a figure so I can play with her. Whoa, okay, now it's weird. I got to make it weird, man. Well, that's what you were doing. No, 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 no. I didn't it's go It's not like there. Brian and I to get figures and keep them in the box. You're the ones like, I got to take it out and play with it. What's the point of buying a toy if you're just going to leave it in the box? Boo. Resale? <laughs> What's the last thing you sold from your collection? You uh, right now, I have I don't have to sell anything, but I know for a fact that I have purchased things in a little bit and could now very well turn around and sell them for, let's see, that would, that would be a 200% markup, a 300% markup. Four about a five percent markup, and get it all day long because it's in the box. I was with him when he took those GI Joes to Gateway and walked out with a check. And that's nothing. So keep talking. Speaking of Gateway. I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's a guy that sold his entire Marvel Legends collection, and it was over 12 totes full of different figures. Mm. Well, that doesn't shock me, because Marvel Legends have been around for a while. Yeah. Well, I saw where Strasburg took in a bunch of stuff, too. But... But I have I have GI Joe sets that could easily sell for a thousand bucks. Oh, I would never question your GI Joe collection. I know better than that. I know better than that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's sir. why. You, that's why you leave it in the box. Yeah. Well, I'll give you Not that. It, no, no, that's no. Fair. All right. So let me back up. Not everything needs to be left in the box. Right. There's there's some stuff that is not going to sell. You know, no matter, you know, it's going to take you 10, 15 years maybe to get any value out of it. But, like Darby uh, Allen figures. Yeah. Right, uh, right. Uh, a one in a thousand chase. Mm-hmm. You don't take that out of the box. You leave it in the box. You tuck it away. You make sure the box doesn't get screwed up. Right? Do you think, because, do you think like the limited edition, uh, like the Street Fighter run of the Kenny Omega and the Bucks, you think that'll gain a lot of value? No. No. I think the problem it's limited with, edition because one store sells it. Well, and I also think that AEW has done a point where they've flooded the market with figures. So, you know, there's you get the chases, you'll be all right. But things like other than that, you're kind of like what, what, you know. Mm-hmm. But now my question is, Stan, do you keep the box? No. Once it's open, you throw it away. 
Yeah, to me, if you're opening it, if you're taking it out of the package, you're never going to get that mint on card value again, unless you try dubious means. So yeah, I just throw it away. That's not true. So the like a Star Wars figure, a three and three quarter, right? That's in what you call blister pack. Yeah, right? mint on card. You take yeah. yes, take that out. You're never going to regain value. Why? Because you had to remove the blister. Mm-hmm. Off, this, off the pack, right? A box that you take, slide the plastic out, right? Will still hold its value to some regard because it'll go right back in the box. As long as your box is mint condition, you're not going to lose but so much, and it's only because of a piece of tape. So, like, the... Like, if I look at, it, at what I have right now in front of me, if I'm looking at, like, that Justice League dark side figure I have the Mar- from the McFarlane set, if I was to take that out of the box... Wait, which one? The dark side one from the McFarlane collection. Dark side from McFarlane. Yeah. The movie one? Yes. Yeah, the movie okay. one. Okay. I think that's the only one they have for dark side. But if I was to take that out of the box, display it, because I do that sometimes with the superhero ones, and then put it back in the box, you know, if I'm careful, and tape it, because that's usually what they use to keep it sealed is just tape. You're saying that if the box is in good condition, it could still maintain a pretty solid value? Yes. Wow. Well, yeah, but the problem is, so your problem is it's a dark side from the movie. It's not going to hold value. So it, it, I, I take it back. Again, maybe in 10 years' time, it holds value. Right, right. But in today's secondary market, most likely not. It probably has no value whatsoever, other than what you paid for it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but again, let's go back to an Optimus Prime, a Gen 1 Optimus Prime. Ooh. Right? Yes. Uh, and you've had it from day one. Your box is in condition. You've taken it out the box. You've taken it out the plastic. You've showed it on display. Oh, I'm going to put it up and sell it. All right. You clean Optimus Prime up. You put it back in the in the plastic where everything's supposed to be. You still got all the parts. Right. Mm-hmm. And you the box again. The, it's a cherry mint box, right? Mm-hmm. And you put it on eBay. You're not going to lose any value whatsoever of a piece of tape. You could even show, you could even put it on eBay and show the pictures. This is the box. The box is mint. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, you know, the plastic. The plastic tray is complete and there's no cracks in it. Optimus Prime in. Here's all the pieces. This is what it looks like in the box. You can do that and you're not going to, there's not going to be any dip whatsoever. In the value. Why? Because it's an Optimus Prime mint in the box. Whether you've taken out the box or not is irrelevant because there's going to be somebody that will pay you for it at top dollar. Right? Yeah. And your dark side, though, while you might get somebody to give you your 30 bucks back. <laughs> Sadly, it was a little bit more than 30 bucks. <laughs> well, now I'm sad because you just said 30 off the top. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just picking a number. Right, right. So, but 
you could go 10 years and not get to 100. It, it, it just, it all depends on, you know, there, there's a lot of factors that it will depend on, but not everything is going to go up in value and most of the stuff is going to actually go down. Mm -hmm. All right. that's, that's just the way collecting works. Now, again, just, yeah. keep your box if you think it's going to be worth something, but <clears throat> don't be afraid to take it out if it's something buck. Hmm. So what do you do with the extra heads and hands and stuff? Well, like the, I have a few like that. I've got actually a shoe box with all of them in there, so I don't lose them. Um, you said a box of heads. <laughs> yeah, it's a little morbid, little little creepy, a little morbid. <laughs> it's stashed away, so so no one sees. I don't want anyone to see them. <laughs> um, no one looking my little heads. But like, if, if you guys have seen the pictures I've I've sent through, you know, I've got got some of my figures displayed with the pop up stage. But I've got more and more now that are still in box because I just don't have any place to display them right now. And it's and, and I was looking at it because I got the Kenny Omega, the Street Fighter edition, and I got the the Supreme Cody, you know, with his ring gear and everything, the AEW one. And I just started getting to thinking about it. I was like, you know, where what will these value wise actually carry as we you know get two, three, four years down the line. If this, if AEW closes tomorrow, clearly they're going to have value in, say, six years. Because usually mm -mm. That's, that's about as long as it took for Toy Biz, those figures, to really climb in value. Mm -mm. You don't that's, think so? No. So like again, there's too many of them. No, it's, it's not that there's too many of them. Do you honestly think um, – Santana and Ortiz are going up in value okay. just because AEW closed the door. So the blanket statement of all of them, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a fair point since I think uh, Santana and Ortiz right down ringside collectibles is six dollars a piece, brand new in box. So yeah, yeah. good point. All eighteen versions of the Young Bucks. I mean, that's the thing. So. Yeah, but, but the, it's also who you can find and in the crowd you're looking for. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like your first wave will hold value. Mm -hmm. An original brandy will hold value. The the reprint or whatever you call it may hold some value. Right. right? Other than that, you got nothing outside of the chase figures. If if you were going to sell them, the best thing to do is sell them when there's a hot market. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the way, line. yeah, but the way the social media is now, I see collections of AEW figures all day long. So it, it's it's one of those collecting is one of these weird things. You may think it's going to be hot in six years, but I can tell you right now, it's not. And that's just based off of a lifetime of watching how the market swings. Yeah, the no, secondary not, market is not, tough, tough to track. Yeah, again, that's not to say some of them won't be popular. Mm -hmm. 
But in the long run, even your uh, what what is that, Cody? You just got the big one. The Supreme uh, Supreme Collection, the first run. Yeah, bunk. It ain't gonna hold no value, and you you be you be lucky if it holds value. Yeah. And it's because guess what's going to happen if it hasn't already happened with the WWE. Oh yeah, well they're they're already getting ready to do an ultimate for him, which essentially is the same thing as the Supreme. Yeah. Good call. Good point. Well, it's time to close this out as we get ready to head to uh, Royal Rumble Saturday. We've done our predictions. We've talked about all the potential things. Guys, is there anything in wrestling this week that you're looking forward to or anything that you need to shout out before we head on out? I'm tired. <laughs> okay. I'm shout tired. out to my brothers. I've been absent from the show for the last little bit, but I want to say my brothers hold it down, and you know that's why we're family. We are what we are. We're here. I'm not getting in all this mussy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because if you're not careful, you'll get sick again. I'm not not getting in this. (laughs) You better douse yourself in Nyquil before you go to bed, like every night for at least the next month. (laughs) Uh, I can hear it starting to creep back in. Oh my god. You you have look, both you and Rob have had like the shittiest luck health wise lately. I feel for both of you. I, I I'm staying away from you. Cause I don't want it. I don't want what you got. Well you better show up on the eleventh. Oh, I'll be there. I will be there. Is that supposed to be kid friendly, by the way, or do I need to make alternate plans? So so part of it's gonna be kid friendly, part of it probably won't. No. I, I listen. I you want to bring him? That's fine. However, uh, dinner will be pizzas and chicken wings. Okay. And then maybe some Chicago style pizzas, and I'm hoping they'll be shipped from uh, Geno's right. East. Okay. From Chicago, an actual yeah. Chicago style pizza. I'm hoping that we might be able to pull that off. So shout Denzel. out to Geno's. My shout man. out to Geno's. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're going to sit around and we're going to consume adult beverages. Amen to that. Okay, I'll make plans. And these, these are not, yeah, but these are not adult beverages that you're probably used to. No, I, I'm with you. That's why I said I'll make plans. <laughs> no problem, sir. I read you. <laughs> so... This is the stuff that's going to burn going down, and to to pick up what I'm throwing down, it'll give you a little tickle. You can pick it up, just don't in the throat, right? (laughs) I'm with you. I'm following. A tickle in the tum tum. Uh oh, that's not good. No, no, that's the bathroom. (laughs) Listen to what I'm telling you. You know what it is. I do. And listen to what I'm telling you. It'll give you a tickle in the tum-tum. Yeah. All right. So that should tell you where it came from. Yes. What I'm gotcha. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. So this gotcha. is real deal. This is about as legit as you're going to get. I'm digging it. So... Well then, and I'm I'm gonna find a bunch of shot glasses, and we're just gonna 
and have a few shots and we're sitting around and probably tell all types of lies and stories. And then I'm sure somebody's going to pass out on the couch. I've got yeah. some shot glasses I'll bring. Hey, hey. All right. I was talking. I was speaking my language. Or because of the proof, we can just sit around and drink it from the jar. I don't care. Okay. Well, hey, as good a time as any to close this out then. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Catch up with Rob on Twitter at Rob Hefner C2C. Catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragul C2C. That's V L A D D R A G O O L C2C. And catch up with blah, me at Stan Grub. He does not say blah, blah, blah. And catch up with the show at C2C Radio Show and C2C Radio Show.com. The ring announcer looks like Beetlejuice. Don't say it three times. See you next week. We'll talk about the Royal Rumble. Is Brian coming back? We don't know. If he's going to go back to WWE or if he's just going to stay on the AEW train, one way or the other, we'll get you all the results and we'll talk about it. Tune in next time right here at C2CRadioShow.com. Have a great week, everybody. Did you cut it? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.